Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carscat here, Christian Center Report, doing our daily podcast. So glad you joined us today. Have a prophetic dream I had a while back when I was in Israel, and about how the fear of the Lord is going to rule the prophetic, and we're going to see a major shift in that area, and it's going to bring a tremendous harvest in these last days. All right, let's put our hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Oh, I so downcast, oh, my souls. Put your hope in God and bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, I so downcast, oh, my souls. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Tell me why so downcast, oh, my souls. Put your hope in Wow, we are going to bless the Lord. Put your hope in God. Ah, that's a good word for us today. We'll get into that. Well, welcome. It's Monday. It is the 14th day of November 2022. I like that. 11, 14, double sevens there and 22. I love that. 11, 11, lots of prophetic there. I think you need to understand numbers I'm not being superstitious, you know, from the book of Genesis till the book of Revelation, it's full of numbers. God loves them. He wrote a book called Numbers. It's that important to him. I realize there's always a perversion of that, but when we trust in the Lord, he'll speak to us through those numbers. Our um, Milligan really talked about that when he was with us here recently. Well, I pray you had a great weekend. It was a wild one here in America. We shared a little bit last week about the election update. It it only got worse from there. Um, we're going to see basically the same thing we've been seeing for the last two years. And as far as the status of our government, possible the House this week uh, will pivot and the Republicans will control it. We'll see. Uh, irrelevant. I'm going to put my hope in God just like that. I did. I spoke a sermon yesterday, Sunday, on put your hope in God. God took us through Psalm 42, I think it's a now Psalm. It's right where we are and explains so much about what we're going through. And we need to speak to our soul. We need to say to our carnal man, put your hope in God. Why are you so depressed? Why are you so discouraged? And I spent the whole sermon dealing with, I'm not going to talk about that today. You can go listen on all our platforms and uh, just receive that. I, I tried to be succinct and systematic and line upon line. Uh, yesterday just to give everybody a tool to work with in this coming days to war with. Well, I had a prophetic encounter. Uh, it's more than a dream. I, I, I thought it was a dream, but I, it was as much as alive as, as a dream as a real life was. So I don't want to uh, belittle it. I always teach and we always teach in the prophetic. You give a prophetic word or experience at the level you received it. You know, it shouldn't be that if I have an impression, I tell you, thus saith the Lord, you know, da, 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 da. I should tell you, look, I had an impression. If I had an angelic visitation, though, I need to tell you, hey, I had a powerful angelic visitation. So you will weight the word based on the experience or on the dream or on the vision. And I think sometimes there's a, 
an exaggeration, and sometimes there's an underestimation sometimes by deliverers of prophetic words and dreams, is they sometimes exaggerate at the level they received it, and then sometimes they underestimate. And I think we need to be very clear of what we saw and how we saw it and how it was spoken to us. And so this was one of those encounters. I, I probably just going to call it a dream, but it was as much a, an encounter as it was a dream. So I want, I want you to put the weight on it that much. I, I want you to please walk with me through that. And I think that's important for us to understand what God's trying to say here. So in this encounter, uh, and I'm in Israel and didn't know this. We had not gone to a place in um, Tiberias, uh, Magdala. It's a first century synagogue that we believe Jesus probably would have spoken in. And we had an encounter in there where we just went in this room and there's a wonderful painting of the hem of his garment and the woman with the issue of the blood touching his garment. Well, okay. So I, in my dream, I have this picture of this structure, this place, and I see this woman and uh, I later realized that she is the woman of that story of the issue of blood. If you remember the story, she had had blood, you know, um, a discharge of blood for many years. I think it was 12 years and could never be healed. Spent a lot of money with the doctors. And then when she heard that Jesus was coming, she pressed through the crowd, touched the hem of his garment and was totally restored. Well, I am in this dream seeing her after she was healed. Uh, that's the best way. And totally restored and walking in her life. Now, uh, that's a very unusual experience because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's extra biblical, but it is the next level. We're seeing something that happened after that. I can study church history and learn from, you know, whether it be Josephus or somebody of what happened, but it was revelatory as to what happened to her life afterwards, which I thought was interesting. So in this dream, uh, I'm probably not going to get done today. So let's, let's make this probably a two-parter. But in this dream, um, I was in a place where this, there was some limestone flo flooring and a unique ob this structure on the floor. I don't know. It had four sides to it and a gap in the middle. I don't know how to explain it. Like a, and I want to say a trough, but something similar to that. Uh, but it was made out of stone, limestone, and what it was. And the reason I, I, that's important because when we went to this place at Magdala there in Tiberias in Israel, when I walk in the room, I walked into my dream because that's what I saw in my dream or my encounter. So then I thought, oh, I better pay attention here. What are you saying in this place with this story? Again, I have her in my dream. So then I knew uh, this was a very divine moment. So there, there was this. And inside this, this structure that had these four sides with a gap in the middle, I see this live growing source of, of vegetation. I don't know how to explain it. And it was coming from four different directions. And I knew it was from the four corners of the earth that it was coming down into this opening. And while we were there, our guide, Benny Freeman shared with us that this, place where, where she was talking about is talking about the flow of the, of the rivers, but it talked about from the four corners of the earth. So I knew then, okay, I'm in the moment here. I need to pay attention. And I kept trying as this stuff was vegetation was going down into this, this 
this, I don't know what to call it. it it's a, it's a, a structure. And I would try to take some of it as a harvest. I, I was trying to harvest it. And when I would take it as a harvest, it would grow right back. It's like I couldn't take it away. It would multiply right before my eyes, much like what Jesus would have done when he fed the thousands. You know, you gave it away, but then boom, it was right back there. So there's, there's part of the prophetic. Let, let me keep going here. I don't want to get you lost in the dream here. It says that then, then all of a sudden this woman, this woman with the issue of blood, now she's healed, restored, and full of life. I don't know how to explain it. She starts to speak. She was probably the most meek and humble person, and her humility was tangible. I'd never seen in my life, for sure, but even in a dream arena, somebody that was so humble and meek. And yet, I don't know how to explain it, she was so confident in the Lord. It mattered, now here's the thing I saw in the dream. It mattered not to her what people thought of her. She was there to please the Lord and declare what is happening on earth. That's what she was there to do. And then she starts talking about how the true prophetic was coming from the four corners of the world. And I knew in the dream that I had not been viewing it that way. And I had limited myself too much to listening to only those in the United States. And I looked at her and I was weeping because of the, the experience and the beauty of her humility and the beauty of what she was saying. It was so, it was like, a, it was electrifying my, my spirit man. And it, and it was so encouraging what she was saying. But as I teared up in the dream, and if I remember right, I woke up and I had tears in my eye, eyes. Um, it didn't even move her. As she was on assignment and my agreement or disagreement mattered not to her, because she was fully confident that she was speaking truth. And that's the next level, the prophetic we're going to. Okay, I better finish here so we can get into some of this. So then she starts preaching like an evangelist. And the Lord was speaking to me that after she got healed, she became an, an amazing evangelist. Why not? When you share your testimony, it's the spirit of prophecy, right? You you prophesy. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So when she would share, it became the testimony, and people followed Christ, right? And the harvest starts flowing. All of a sudden, when she starts uh, preaching like an evangelist, the harvest starts flowing from the four corners of the world into that opening again, as I was I saw in the very beginning. And once again, I began to try to take the harvest, and every time I tried to take some of it, it would multiply again like I'd never taken any of it. And then I, I, I felt the way she was speaking and caring was being imparted to us in this generation, myself as well in the dream. I then look at her and she's holding the Bible that I took with me to Israel. So I knew it was talking about this thing was going to travel to the four corners of the world because from Israel, the gospel went out, right? And I kept wondering why this woman, why? But I could not deny her gifts and her power to declare a prophetic, the prophetic and the harvest. So if I want to capture what God's saying, that's the end of the encounter. If I want to encapsulate what I think God is trying to say here is that one, God is going to cleanse and purify the prophetic and then he's going to bring a harvest. If you were in our service Sunday, and if, if you weren't, right before I speak, uh, one of our pastors, Scott Hooper, had a dream this past week 
about he was he was in, uh, just immersed in the prophetic in this dream. It was everywhere, every angle. It was all prophetic, and God spoke to him, and and we all repented uh, for any carnal prophecies. But we are coming into a season where I think we're there, where we're going to start seeing pure prophetic, and it's going to be like what I saw in this dream, which whether people affirm it or disagree with it, it will not move us. It will not move our spirit. I mean, that's so important because in order to maintain humility, you have to fight off pride. And one of the things that, that we have, who are prophetic, and most of you on this podcast are, one of the most difficult things is to stay humble when you are accurate because everybody's telling you how accurate you are. Oh, man, you read my book. You read my mail. That's so accurate. This happened. This came to pass. And so you have to fight that, that, that affirmation, although as good as it is and it's helpful sometimes, we want to encourage, but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to the speaker because, one, the word, the prophetic word is not yours anyway. It's the Lord's. And you're really just a mouthpiece for what he's saying. And if they disagree with it, it should not affect you. Because, again, it's not your word. It's his word. And because of that, you should just be faithful to keep saying what you're supposed to be saying. And in my encounter, it mattered not. I was weeping. I was like, man, that is amazing. And I could not touch her soul with my agreement, with my emotional experience that I was having. It did not touch her. Why? Because when somebody is dead to self and they've been crucified with Christ and no longer they live, but Christ lives in them, then nothing emotional will affect them. And as we learned last week, especially it's more important for us to fear God than it is to fear man. Because when you fear man more than you do God, it will skew your prophetic. And we are at a moment right now where we're losing battles, but we're gaining confidence in the fear of the Lord. And that fear is going to drive us and it's going to purify the prophetic. And it's going to produce a harvest because the prophetic prophesying, declaring, speaking the word of the Lord is going to move hearts of men because if Christ be lifted up, all men will be drawn to him. Problem with prophetic sometimes, or we, we call prophetic when we get into carnal prophecy, is Christ is not lifted up. Man and man's ways are lifted up and they do not draw people to Christ. So therefore we don't see a harvest. So this is the shift. Now, I'm almost out of time. I'm going to build on this tomorrow. This is a heavy word, and I want to keep pouring into you. So, Lord, I just pray right now that everybody's listening to this podcast, that their hearts would be bent toward you, Lord, and that they would have a heart to be like this woman with the issue of the blood, that once she was healed, once she'd been set free, she became a mouthpiece for the king and for the kingdom. Lord, I pray that everybody listens today will be that mouthpiece, both for the king and for the kingdom. Lord, thank you that you're going to purify our prophetic in this hour. I praise you for that, and I say declarations are coming in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, we love you guys. Come back tomorrow. We'll keep building on these revelations. Well, welcome each and every day to our daily podcast here on this app, whichever app you found us on. So thankful for that, that you searched us out. Again, we always remind you, 
please share with your friends. We have many new things on our media spot on our app, so make sure you download our app, Christian Center Shreveport, and look at our new media spots there, as well as follow us in our daily Bible reading, and of course, you can always give there. We're so thankful for that. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you guys. Bye-bye.